is that life that is inside and behind the scenes of every object or material item we can experience. It's just simply opening to see it, to hear it, to know it. Why do we pursue God? What is it about God that intrigues us, that interests us? Why are you here? Why are you listening or watching? What is inside of you? What are you seeking and wanting to know God? Are you truly seeking to know God? Or are you hoping God will answer your prayers, give you what you want, maybe control and manipulate some people in your life that aren't doing things the way you want them to do it? What is it? Well, we do all that. It's what we pray for. It's what all the hocus pocus is about. Become a greater manifester and creator. Well, there is that action. Yeah, I make fun of it. I know. I make fun of myself a lot too. Because we are all a manifestation, or I like to say an expression of that loving. We all are. The soul is loving and creative. We're going to create. Sometimes our creations are beautiful and sometimes they're pretty ugly. Sometimes they work real well and sometimes they're a pretty big mess. But overall, it doesn't necessarily matter how it turns out. It's what we do with it inside. Because no matter how our expression turns out, it's always an opportunity to learn about ourselves, about creation, about God, about loving, about accepting and forgiving. A lot of us begin any spiritual pathway more looking at the word karma, trying to learn or unlearn lessons or learn from our creations, otherwise known as cause and effect, what goes around comes around. So we often start by looking at what one would call the negative or at least we seem to have those attitudes or perspectives that it's a negative creation. So we learn to judge it and fear it, try to push it away and avoid it, try to hold for just the good things in life, the best. That's why we pray a lot, always hoping for the best and avoid the worst. And what do they say? But shoot down the middle. Shoot down the middle, that straight and narrow way. Well, I'll tell you what, in the beginning, it may seem straight and narrow, but once you enter on that path, it gets pretty dang big. And that's the nice thing. But in the beginning, when we're learning to focus, this little area seems like a small door to walk through. How do you walk through that? With your eyes closed? Or with your eye open? That ray of light of loving that we are it's as big or as small as a little atom or every atom that makes up creation. We're all pursuing God, whether we know it or not. We're all on a journey of experience, and we're all learning about being the Creator, made in the likeness of God. When we begin the journey, of truly seeking out God that we call the one God that created us all. 
That's often because we've come to a point in our individual journey where we really have learned a lot of the lessons or karmas and we're ready to start completing the journey, finishing up school, moving towards graduation. And as I said, it often starts as maybe hard lessons. You've got to study for those exams. They're challenging. And some people seem to sail by like a breeze. Other of us seem like we have to work hard. But you know, it doesn't really matter how it appears. What's important is to really honor our own unique journey. Because in honoring our own is where we begin to really wake up and know the truth of who we are. It cannot be done through others. It can only be done within ourselves and through ourselves. So we have to begin a process of self-observation. Notice I said observation, not evaluation, not critique, not judgment, none of that. Self-observation, because it's an observing self that we begin to know who we are. And in that action alone, we're going to begin to learn what we call the unlearned lessons that people call karma. And yes, it seems challenging or sometimes negative for a while. But when we really begin to practice those spiritual principles of loving and accepting and forgiving, we begin to experience more of a movement in our consciousness where that judgment or fear that holds us down, that pressure we put in ourselves and one another, we eventually begin to find a release, that letting go that forgiveness provides. Let go and let God. That letting go is a process in which we now are learning the lessons. That tension is going to be there. Ah, tension. We place our attention because in giving our attention, we have the experience. And it is the experience is that is what the teacher is. The teacher is experience, not information. The experience is the teacher, and the result is wisdom. That's the learning of the soul and spirit. It is only done through observation and experience, not done through evaluation and judgment. That's a process of the mind. Wow, this tree in the Garden of Eden we call the tree of knowledge. Because it's of the mind, the mind that is always seeking knowledge. That's part of the process. So as we observe ourselves, we begin to wake up to the mind and its process and we begin to see the traps that the mind lays out and continues to portray and make us, the soul, believe and begins to even stir the emotions, the imagination, and the physical experience to prove a point. The mind is always right. I am right. That's one of the biggest traps in this creation is being right. Winning at all costs, right? Being right at all costs. Like there's something wrong with being wrong or losing. Well, I found losing can be quite 
a relief. Once you lose all that pressure, the negativity, the challenges that we create and build in ourselves because we think, because of mind, as we think, do we really become? Or is that just simply a temporary experience that the mind creates so that we, the soul, come to greater understanding of this tree of knowledge? We are here for a reason. And part of that reason is to come to greater understanding through our experience of this tree of knowledge. Sure, go ahead and call it good and evil, right and wrong, up and down, left and right, all that fun stuff. It's all the same. But eventually we come to a point where we're ready to let go of it, whether it's simply you get bored or you're sick and tired of having such a challenge and feeling so miserable from it. Well, it's not so bad because eventually sometimes that misery or stress or challenge gets us to eventually come to the point where we're willing to give up and truly to let go or to forgive so that we can begin to find some freedom, if even for just a moment, from that burden of what we may call life. But it's not life. It's what we've done with life. Or shall I say what our minds have done and made it out to be. And all we've done is gotten caught in the belief. But one day, have you noticed that eventually your belief systems change? You begin to have new beliefs, new thoughts, new ways of experiencing or doing. And it may be completely the opposite of what you used to do or believe. But yet, life continues. And we begin to now take on a new belief and let go of the old. So we simply swap it out one for another. Well, of course, have new experience. Before I used to be righteous, now I'm practicing wrongchous. See, I keep repeating that. I know I've used that one a while. Eventually, it'll become a new thing out there. The path of the righteousness and the path of the wrongteousness. But guess what? We are going to, and literally have to, be willing to experience the righteousness and the wrongteousness, the left and the right. Because that's what makes up the fullness and the oneness in this land of polarity. Two eyes, two ears, even the hemispheres and the brain. One brain, two hemispheres, polarity. And it's right down the middle. The single eye, the oneness that we eventually end up at as we swing back and forth. But in that swinging back and forth, we are having the experience and learning from those experiences, going back and forth through the left and right until eventually those experiences are fulfilled and eventually we just end up in that midpoint where everything seems to be in a state of balance. I say seems to be because in truth it's always in a state of balance and a state of imbalance all the time. Figure that one out. You can't. But when you 
regardless of creation around you, when you and yourself come to that center point in your own creation is when you're going to begin to find that peace that surpasses understanding. And that peace where the stillness resides. Oh yeah, this creation definitely is chaos. But the only place of peace in this chaos is within you. You just simply have to seek it out. And I'll say this, if you are seeking and are a seeker, at some point you're going to find that which you're seeking after, even if it's not God to begin with. I didn't start looking for God. I didn't want anything to do with anything religious, spiritual, Godish, Giddish, Godish, anything. I just had a change in my life and my consciousness, and I was trying to figure out what the heck happened. Started out with self-help stuff, and then more psychology, and then some psychic stuff, and then all this creative visualization, and some out-of-body kind of stuff, and then a little this and that, and eventually I ended up with God, and loving, and spirit. And that's exactly what we're all going to do. No matter what way or how, it really is a journey. And believe me, it does get to be an easier journey once you start to let go of all your fears and concerns and the judgments you put on it all. And really just allow yourself to be you. To be you, but that real you. It's not something that we create. It's who we are. All that other stuff, those karmas is what we've created and are learning from our creations. But eventually, you see, we have to be willing to let go of our creations to come not only to that place of peace, but it's not until we do come to that place of peace that we rise up through the chaos. And there we begin a new journey where our true self, the soul, begins to reveal itself to us. In truth, it's always been us all along. But in this world, it's like living through a mirror. We're always looking at the reflection in the illusion of life until eventually we discover the truth. But it's not until we're willing to truly walk fully through the process in seeking that true self that we come to a place where we're willing to let go of the reflection. And that's often the hardest part where we tend to judge life as so negative or challenging. But that negativity and challenge really is to simply our attachments and holding on and unwillingness to let go and participate with the divine because we've gotten so caught up over time in all that we've created. And so we hang on to those creations and over time they become strong attachments and that's what causes the pain, the suffering, the misery. 
is not what we've created, but our attachments to those creations. That's why we spend so much time talking about loving, accepting, and forgiving. Really, it's about letting go, forgiveness. But that LAF acronym, you know, you try one thing, it doesn't work. You try another, well, you've got three choices there. And of course, as you know, there's plenty others. And of course, there's always that action of meditation. That action of meditation truly embodies loving and all of the qualities that we would call divine. Because in that experience, as we open to it, not only does it reveal itself to us, but in that revelation, then we have opportunity to choose into and have the experience. So as I said, often when we begin, we call it karmic learning, the lessons of the world, the mind, emotions, imagination, and body. And then at some point, when we've had enough, and we say, F it, forgive it, with all the creation. And as we begin to wake up and begin to see that inner light of our own soul, and maybe even that light of God's loving, that action we call the Holy Spirit, the sound current, the light and the sound, that pathway. Well, in that, well, then begins to awaken within us. Now a new opportunity in that learning, through experience still, it's always through experience, that learning now is one of spirit, not of karma. There's the karmic lessons and the spiritual lessons. If you want to make life a little easier, spend a little more time focusing on the spiritual lessons. In truth, there's no lesson spiritually. I'm just saying it that way today as a reference because that speaks to the mind. So we feed the mind with something to pursue, to seek out, knowing that all we need to do is move in that direction of spirit. And in that movement, the experience simply unfolds. But those spiritual lessons are opportunities, loving, accepting, forgiveness, grace, joy, peace, all these qualities we would call divine. It's a new experience. We always get moments of these essences or qualities of spirit. And every time we do, we like it. So we want more. So we begin to do those actions that feed that inside of ourselves. And that's good. Hey, a new addiction. God, and all that makes up God. Again, it doesn't matter to me what you call it. Call it whatever you want. I never got comfortable with the God word. Now I say it all the time. I never got comfortable with that for years. I've been doing this now, gosh, 26, 27 years going on now. 27 years, wow, more than half my life. right. If you're going to get addicted to something, let it be God. 
and enjoy the pursuit. Listen, for many years, I pursued so many avenues of expression, different religions, different yogas, different practices, different psychic, different this, different that. Let yourself go at it. Have some fun. Get a new belief system. Say, yeah, I got it. This is the way. Until you realize it was only a little piece of it all. Then you try something new. You go, now I've got it. This is the way. And then you condemn the old one that you were doing because now this is the way. You do that for a while and then you go on to something else and so on and so forth. That's part of the journey. It's just easier if you don't make any of it wrong but rather honor each step of the way and love and embrace. I don't care if it's a pursuit of spirit or anything in your life. People's places, things, objects, inner, outer, when we can really honor and love all of it is where we're going to really begin to awaken to the loving that is all. You know, on the soul's journey, and here we talk about the soul realm, where we really wake up and know our divinity, and where we see the face of God and know God truly as a beingness and a creator that created us. Well, there is that. And that's a wonderful, glorious moment and experience when we have that. But it's also just the beginning of a whole new journey. And that's the one we want to begin to really pursue. Here we talk about getting liberated, learning the lessons, fulfilling our mission, our purpose in this world. I have to call it graduating from school. And then we really begin to take on a new purpose and focus and intention. And we really begin to seek out that greater experience of the divine now that we've woken up to it to now truly to seek out and pursue. What is the old Star Trek stuff? To go where no man's gone before. Or woman. Or how about just realizing it truly is transcending this physical creation. But in that journey, in that pursuit of God directly, that's the greater journey that truly is going on and fulfills the soul all along. Start to lift a little higher in your own meditations, in your own practice of loving and accepting and forgiving. Remember, this isn't about clearing your karma. This is a journey of truly merging into God and knowing your oneness. And there's a point in the soul realm, not only where you begin to awaken and know that, but you'll have the experience where you will awaken and know that you are one with everything. Notice I said one with everything. Because there's a point, as you do that, you will go literally into the center of the universe in which everything that is created in this world has come out of. 
And your soul will even declare, I am one with everything. But that's just the creation. One with everything is what God created. It's not God itself. There's many who've made that statement over the years, other teachers. I have myself. And I thought I had made it. And that was everything. Well, it was. It was one with everything. I made it. I'm one with everything. And then, of course, you come back to the body and realize, oh, my God, I'm just here in myself, and there's everybody else. I'm my one with everything. Well, that's why it's always in spirit. In spirit, we're all one. One with everything. One with creation. Think about this. Why go just for being one with everything in creation rather than the creator who created it all? So this pathway of sound and light is not about one of becoming one with everything. This is a pathway that that is just simply a part of the journey. An awakening to know who you are and your divinity. But in greater truth, because there are those of you now listening to this that are beginning to reach into the greater truth beyond the soul realm. And so we begin to share, to begin to open those doors for the next steps. This pathway is a pursuit of your oneness with God. The creator of everything, not the creation. It's awesome to be one with everything that is the creation. But it's awesomer to be one with God. But it's all part of the journey. And that's what we're doing here. Don't stop short. Just because even if you've had that experience and you've seen the face of God and you know your oneness with everything and all of creation. Oh yeah, that's a fulfillment for sure. And that's an amazing place and quite a statement and quite an experience to behold. But never lose sight that there's always more. But that more is now going beyond creation itself. And truly merging into that body of God that we call the ocean of loving. That is the beingness of God itself. But even that, as God created the heavens and the earth, Yes, the earth was void and without form, and then we filled it up with a lot of forms. But when we're ready to leave the form and return back to the formless, that's when we will find a spiritual teacher and one who can truly share with us to show us the way home. Or at least try to. It's all we can do is try. Try, try, try. Try or do. Well, the doing is up to you. The doing is really up to each of us. That's our journey. Just as you will hear from Jim and myself in our journeys, that's all we can share. But in the sharing of that, that hopefully maybe you can make yours easier. And maybe give you a direction or an idea the techniques, the ways, the how-tos, so that you can begin 
to walk your journey and fulfill your destiny. I say it like that because most people think of destiny as one in the world and their physical karmas. But truly the destiny is the same for each of us and it has nothing to do with our physical creations. It has everything to do with this journey home to God that we share here. That's the destiny that is one and the same for everyone. We all have the same destiny. We all have the same purpose. It's just in and up, not down and out. But we're not going to begin that journey again until we've had enough of the down and out, where we literally go, I'm feeling so down and out, to I'm feeling up, and then in. So in your timing, when you're ready, Jim and I are just here to help prepare the way. But again, it really is up to you. That's why we don't make any right or wrong here. We don't say this is the way for everybody. We don't try to make you believe anything. In truth, we don't even ask anything of you. We just simply present, offer, and then it's up to you to do with it as you choose. Whether you like it or not, it's just simply your choice. So many people try to even corner Gemini to get, them, to get us to tell them what to do, how to do it. Oh, that's a lot of fun. So many people would like to have that kind of control and power. Well, boy, not me. It's a painful game. But I'll tell you what, a joyful game is watching someone really empower themselves and really begin that journey within rather than down and out and pushing into the world, but rather to begin to pull that push back into oneself to bring it inside and lift it up. Because in there is where we find the freedom and then the loving that is in that freedom. And that's where we find our resolution, no matter what the obsession, the addiction, the judgment, the fear, the control, the manipulation, and all that good stuff. Because isn't that all we're trying to do with ourselves, is control and manipulate ourselves? And then all we do is play it out here with each other. But when we can begin to withdraw that, to take it back inside, that's the hard part. Because that which we're doing out here to bring, begin to bring it in, that's the challenging, disturbing stuff that we really don't want to look at. The stuff we don't want to confront. That which we've been avoiding for Lord knows how long. That's where a lot of the work, when we say inner work, that's a lot of the work is that stuff. When we talk about taking responsibility for your thoughts, feelings, actions, and reactions, oh my God, we hear that so much. And loving, accepting, forgiving. Yeah, it's a lot of work. That's why it's a lot of repetition, just like school. That's how we learn. But guess what? Eventually, all the homework pays off. You pass the test. What are the tests? To see if you can love and accept and forgive yourself. That's all. Three simple answers. Do you love yourself? Do you accept yourself? Do you forgive yourself? 
Well, shit, judge everybody else, but do you love yourself? Do you accept yourself? Do you forgive yourself? Really? That's it. You do those three, life's going to be different. What we're beginning to share now beyond that homework, because doing that work does get you home to your own soul in that which we call the soul realm, where you become one with everything, where you literally see what we call the face of God. Begin to wake up and know yourself as a child of God, the divine living, loving essence of the Lord. That's the work. That's the big part. But I'm sharing now, I'm repeating myself now, because some of you have done that, and now the doors are opening for what's next. And so that what's next is starting to be laid out and presented, so you have a direction. Sorry, I just look into some people's eyes and I see that personal stirring, and that's a lot of fun. Good. Because it's that longing and that desire, the one and only true desire for that true love to fulfill the journey of the beloved. Sure, God may be the beloved, but so are you. You are God's beloved, just as God is yours. So that's all I'm going to say about that right now. I would like to leave that hanging. The details will be filled in as more people step into it and wake up. I'll say this. If you're still experiencing, you're still in creation. Once you go beyond creation, there's no experience. It's the true beingness of loving. Do you want to share? No, I think not right now. Okay. Well, in that case, I'll keep talking. Okay. <laughs>